0: in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey
1: let's talk a little bit about uh, the nfc right now ben Lindsay, senior writer pro football focus uh find him uh, by the way at pff underscore lindsay over there on twitter joining us on the schneider orange hotline ben how you doing
2: you're doing well how are you
1: We're doing well. Do you guys run likelihoods and scenarios for statistics as to the teams that should be, paper-wise, the better teams in the NFC?
2: Yeah, we do do some of that stuff. Our uh, research and development team uh, runs some simulations every week and sort of updates uh, where teams stand, uh, what percentage chance they have to win the division, things like that.
1: When you see teams like Seattle and Tampa Bay, teams that are leading their divisions, teams that are that are really tops in the NFC and they continue to try to bolster their weaknesses, um, how much – now, I know Antonio Brown's going to be activated. He's going to be playing this weekend, and we'll get our first look at him. But how much does that give a team a boost when you're talking about post-trade deadline as far as hedging their bets going into the end of the season?
2: Yeah, I think if you're a contender, you're always looking to, to plug up weaknesses – Um, add to your team, and and that's what we saw with a team like Tampa Bay. They went out, obviously, and brought in Antonio Brown. We'll see how that works out, but I still think he has a lot to give them. They made the trade for Steve McClendon um, at nose tackle to replace Vita Vea, who was really taking a step forward this year, and then Seattle made some moves, too, with Brainy and Carlos Dunlap uh, signing Damon Harrison a few weeks ago, and then, obviously, going back farther to the trade for Jamal Adams. It's when the Packers are competing with those teams, you thought that they would also make a move, um, but it just didn't happen.
1: Um, Who w- out there on the market, who would have made sense for the Green Bay Packers? Obviously, we talk a lot about Will Fuller. Uh, I don't think the Jets were real serious about getting rid of Quinn and Williams unless they were completely blown away, but you would have loved to have had that guy alongside Kenny Clark to stuff the middle. But is there anybody else that might have made sense for the Packers to look into or may look into now that uh, some of the guys uh, are sitting out in the open market?
2: Obviously, Will Fuller is the big name. Um, And in a vacuum, a second-round pick, which is what the Texans wanted for him, was a lot. Uh, But when you look at where the Packers are as a team, they have Aaron Rodgers, um, for maybe through 2021. is his last year in Green Bay, and you're really looking to push uh, for that championship. And Fuller's was a guy who could help uh, across from Adams with Lazard coming back, it would give them a, a pretty solid wide receiving core. Um, but if you're if, even getting past Fuller, looking at guys who they could have got for less, guys like Marvin Jones maybe in Detroit, um, staying in the same team at Houston, I think Kenny Stills would have probably been an upgrade over Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Um, at that wide receiver three spot, and then along the defensive line is the other big area. Like you said, Quentin Williams was probably a long shot, but maybe going after someone like one of the Giants' uh, interior defenders. They have a bunch of them, between Dalvin Thomas and B.J. Hill, uh, Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams, who have all been playing well. Um, So it it was kind of surprising that the Packers didn't make a move at one of those areas.
1: When you look at this Packers team, and it's the, and to me, that, now, I'm going to say this. The glaring weaknesses we saw from last year to this year were I think they needed an upgrade at middle linebacker, they needed an upgrade on the defensive front, and they needed an additional wide receiver at the minimum for Aaron Rodgers. So those three areas, do you see differently or do you see the exact same things that we do?
2: Yeah, I, I, it's a similar thing, I think. Uh, their linebacking core has not improved all that much this year. I know they went out and signed Christian Kirksey, um, who has been injury-prone throughout his career and hasn't really played well uh, for a couple years now. And he hasn't brought a ton when he's been healthy uh, early in the season. And defensive line outside of Kenny Clark, they're still pretty thin um, there. And at wide receiver, Alan Lazard was the guy that you thought was going to take a step forward. And he looked good early in the year. He was making plays. I think Rodgers had a perfect passer rating when targeting him this season. Uh, But he goes down with injury, and it's the same issues behind Devontae Adams. They just don't have a ton of options
1: talking with Ben Lindsay, senior writer of Pro Football Focus. Find him on Twitter at PFF underscore Lindsay. So uh, getting this team, if they get themselves back to full strength, you get Kirksey back, you get Aaron Jones, and obviously the guys come off of the COVID list, and and Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon. You get David Bakhtiari back. Uh, this team at full strength, is this team – a? because I've said all along there's four things. You have to be good, you have to get hot, you have to be healthy, and you got to be lucky if you're going to win a championship. Is this team capable – of winning a championship, or are we looking at a team most likely to get to the postseason, but then it's kind of like wash, rinse, and repeat when you're looking about getting past some of the better teams in the NFC?
2: I think the Packers are in that conversation at the top of the NFC with Tampa Bay, with Seattle. Um, With the way Aaron Rodgers is playing this year, has played this year so far, it's the best we've seen from him in a couple seasons. Uh, He's looked really good. Part of that is they've played some bad defenses. They've gone against Minnesota twice and their cornerback group, uh, teams like Houston. Um, but it, it's you have to give Rodgers credit because he's looked fantastic. And I think when you have a quarterback playing like that, you're always going to have a chance. Um, but just the lack of options for him in the passing game and the way the defense is playing right now, I would probably put them behind Tampa Bay and Seattle um, if I were stacking things up but they they can be in those games in the playoffs.
1: So, we're looking at uh, well, first and foremost the Bears as the Bears got beat the other day, but how good, you know, kind of like uh, you know, when you look cumulatively statistically at the Bears, how good are the Bears?
2: The Bears have a a solid roster. The big problem with Chicago obviously is the quarterback position. Uh the Bears have the defense that's playing well. Allen Robinson is a stud at wide receiver, um, and they should try to re-sign him, do everything they can to re-sign him. But they've just gotten such bad quarterback play this year from Mitchell Trubisky and now Nick Foles. That is hard to win football games in the NFL when you have quarterbacks who can't get the ball out accurately, the receivers who are putting the ball in harm's way uh, on multiple passes a game like they have. I don't think the, the Bears are a real contender in the NFC this year.
1: Then uh, besides Seattle and besides Tampa Bay, who else has that legitimate shot?
2: New Orleans is the other team that has a chance. Coming into the year, you looked at their roster and you thought they have one of the best rosters in the NFL. Um, And obviously they haven't quite played up to that so far. Drew Brees looked bad early in the year, Um, looked like he might be on the way out. But he's sort of picked things up recently. When they get Michael Thomas back, that's going to give their offense a big boost. The big thing for the Saints is figuring out defensively. It's a secondary that's given up a lot of big plays this year, whether it be pass interference penalties, which they've had a ton of, um, or just miscommunications between their safeties. A new guy like Malcolm Jenkins coming in. So as long as they can figure that out, uh, they have a chance as well.
1: Uh, before I let you go, I want to go over to the AFC. I saw the uh, Steelers obviously made some moves. So did uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Who's tops right now? Is it still Kansas City's uh, you know, conference to lose, or is Pittsburgh with a uh, healthy Ben Roethlisberger the absolute real deal?
2: For me, it's Kansas City. And it, I always come back to the fact that they have Patrick Mahomes, at quarterback, uh, the best quarterback in the NFL right now. They have Andy Reid calling plays, and they have the talent they do around him with Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, those three things makes them the favorite. Pittsburgh's obviously looked fantastic so far this season. Their defense is playing as well as any in the NFL. But I we still haven't seen Ben Roethlisberger in that offense really win a game. Um, and I just have more faith in Kansas City when it comes to that.
1: Ben, great stuff as always. We appreciate it, and we'll talk again, okay? I appreciate your time.
2: Anytime. Thanks for having me on.
1: There you go. Ben Lindsay, senior writer of Pro Football Focus. Find him at PFF underscore Lindsay. L-I-N-S-E-Y at PFF underscore Lindsay. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80 plus years they've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. They're looking for good people, and you're probably one of them. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Okay,
0: picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.